Want to support the show and get free stuff while you do so? Go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. We've isolated the disturbances to the attic. Now I just want you to listen for a second. Oh my god, that's it. Do it again, Ed. Right now it's just my weight. We take the water coming off of the pipe combined with the wind coming through the broken window. These boards are going to expand and rub against each other. You heard it all through the house because of these pipes leading to the radiator. So this place isn't haunted? No, it rarely is. Yeah, there's usually always some kind of rational explanation. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Let's face it, haunted houses and scary movies go together just as well as alcohol and a night of bad decisions. And while the idea of being in a haunted house can be a spooky fun adventure, it gets a little less fun when you realize the haunted house is possessed by satanic forces that follow you around wherever you go trying to kill you. Like some demonic puppy dog of your nightmares. At least dilapidated haunted houses like the one in this movie aren't too expensive, so you at least got that going for you. So call on over your nearest supernatural medium and get ready as tonight the Dells discuss 2013's The Conjuring. And now, The Dells of Horror. It's showtime. Hey guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Porter podcast, the spot to feed your tormented addiction. I'm Summer. And I'm TV. And tonight we have back with us returning guest from our Hatchet series, Miss Evelyn. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hello. It's so good to see you again yes. and have you back. It's great to see you guys. I'm honored to be back again. Oh, we are oh the so honor is ours. <laughs> yes. You came to play with us for Hatchet Part 3, and it was great. It was, it was awesome. So yeah, it was so good. Oh, tonight we're going to be talking The Conjuring from 2013. Yeah, this one's a fun one. So I'm dying to know, Evelyn, when was the first time you've seen The Conjuring? I saw it right after it came out. Like, as soon as yeah. it was it was released uh on dvd um we have a place that was called the black lodge and i went and like rented it with a few friends and we saw it like two or three times in the weekend that we had the movie um and i hadn't seen it like i maybe saw it maybe in like 2018 i I hadn't really seen it since then so i was excited that to watch it again you have a a reason to watch it yes Yeah. yeah what about you jamie you know, I saw this, Um, it, I would say I was a little late to it. It probably was like a year and a half after it came out that I yeah. saw it, Um, but did really, really like it. Yeah. How about you, Summer? Oh, I saw it fairly soon after it came out. I know I rented it, so it was probably a year, about mm-hmm. a year afterwards. Um, I rented it from the library. I do know that, but I was very excited because I knew that it was based on one of the Warren cases. And while I wasn't familiar with this one, I was very, very excited for it. Um, and it didn't disappoint. I loved it. I loved it so much. And I loved that they opened with Annabelle too. <laughs> I know, right? And you're like, I recognize that doll. Right. And it was so funny though, because for the, um, I did know about the Annabelle story, but for the first, like when I watched this again, to do my homework it had been a couple of years since i've seen it 
And I was like, wait, did I put in the right movie? Did I put in Annabelle <laughs> instead of The Conjuring? I was confused, <laughs> right? <laughs> I forgot about it, that. Same. So for those of you who have not seen this movie, here is the synopsis. Spoilers up the wazoo on this one. Yes, many spoilers ahead. Paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren work to help a family terrorized by a dark presence in their farmhouse. Starring Lily Taylor, Ron Livingston, Vera Farminga, and Patrick Wilson as Ed and Lorraine Warren. Written by Chad Hayes, who also wrote The Other Conjurings and House of Wax. And (laughs) he wrote a Diagnosis Murder episode, season three, episode 10. (laughs) All right. Well, episode over. We're complete. Come full circle. (laughs) Um, That was an episode that starred Brian Cranston, by the way. It was really good. Yeah. And um, directed by the master storyteller himself, James Wan of Saw and Dead Silence and Malignant and Insidious. So, yeah. Okay, so since this movie does not have any actual kills, like there are zero, unless you count the past, um, we're going to go, instead of favorite kill, like favorite possession sequence. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so what do you have, Jamie? Okay, um, so I almost call this like a like a pre-possession moment, uh-huh. but it's when Carolyn is like laying in bed and, um, you know, the woman is like above her and yeah. like spits into her mouth. And then, you know, she that's when the possessions kind of start for her, for Carolyn's character. So it's like a pre-possession, but that moment is like my favorite possessy moment. Same. Yeah. That's my that was my favorite, too. Um I called it the initial moment of possession yeah. when Carolyn is sleeping. It's so good. It's so gross. I love it. It's so gross. <laughs> what about you, Evelyn? Um, I guess mine's another pre-possession, uh-huh. but it's when um, the girls, um, Cindy and I'm not sure which other, it wasn't Nancy. Maybe she was with Andrea mm-hmm. and it's like from on top of the wardrobe. Yeah. She like jumps down and they're sort of like wrestling just because just that moment of like the girl on the bed sees, you know, the demon first. Yeah. And then, you know, also she jumps down on her and uh, I just like that moment a lot. I it like it good. too. It was I scary. Like it too. Yeah. It had like good tension. It yes, did. Very good tension. Yeah. It did. It's so good. Okay, um, fashion moment. So many looks. <laughs> yeah, looks. <laughs> Jesse, put music to it. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesse, you are desert master. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesse, you've outdone yourself. <laughs> That's the first time we've heard that, just so y'all know. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so good. Um, you know, I, I only had one, and this is in honor of Jamie, and it's Carolyn's robe. <laughs> oh, Carolyn's robe was on my list, too. It would be, of course, <laughs> robe of horror. Yes, Before. this one was, like, robe galore, because, like, uh, oh, yes. Carolyn had her great robe, which was one of my moments. Um, one of the other girls had a pink robe, too. Um, there might have even been one other girl in a robe. So there were robes, robes and robes in this one. Um, well, it's a movie where people are hanging out in a house 
and doing nothing else. So that's that's house attire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your robes and your slippers. Um, it was like my runner-up kind of moment. But I do have to say my favorite was actually um, – Lorraine's I called it her lecture blouse um it's the one that's blue and it has that collar and like kind of ruffled sleeves so her lecture blouse like she rocked it it's so good it is so good <laughs> yes that was my runner-up <laughs> it's so good <laughs> what about that was that was also my runner-up too but oh. I mean I, I'm I'm all about robe attire you know so. I am too yeah girl <laughs> what about Miss Evelyn um so the skirt that Carolyn was wearing when her and April, the youngest girl, were playing hide and clap, the striped yes. skirt that kind of like the stripes go into each other. And yeah. it's like multi, like rainbow kind of colors. It was very 70s. Like I would love to own that skirt. Like it was just, it fit her great too. Yeah. yeah I wrote that one down too. It was so cute. Like I love it too. I want it in my closet. Yes. <laughs> I think my mom had one similar too. I remember Aww. her wearing something like that. She wore nice. she wore a lot of her old clothes for a long time until she couldn't fit in them anymore. Um, but I remember as a kid, she was she was still wearing things that she'd had since before I was born uh, because clothes were made very well back then, apparently. Exactly. Yes. Lots yeah. of things were made very well back then. We were talking about this um, probably on our dolls episode, but I also was talking about this at work the other day. Um, she gave me one of her dolls. She gave me a lot of her dolls growing up. Um, and it's, it was a chatty Kathy doll. Kind of like talking Tina, you know, from Twilight Zone. And the voice box still worked. And this doll was from Whoa. the 60s. Whoa. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love the chatty Kathy doll. I was in love with her. What Anyways. Did she, what did she say? I don't remember. She had a, <laughs> she had a few sayings. Um you know, very much like Chucky, just three nice. sayings. And, um, but it wasn't like activated. You had to pull the drawstring, but no, the voice box still worked in the 80s. So that's how well things were made. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Best hair. How's my hair? Hurricane proof. Hey, it's all about the hair. I want to hear Evelyn's pick. Yeah. Um. So Lorraine's lecture hair. Yes. That she wore with the the blue ruffled shirt. Uh, it was just some kind of like, but it wasn't too like poofy Victorian. It was just very like. Yep. Uh, just put together, very well put together. Uh, because most of the time I feel like Carolyn's hair is down and the yeah. girls, you know, they're in out of bed or whatever. But that was my favorite. Oh, it's a good look. Her whole lecture outfit, like her whole lecture look is so good. Like very professional lady. I trust her. I believe her. If I was having a possession situation, that's who I would want to help me is those two. 100%. Yes. <laughs> librarian-ish. Yes. Yes. Yes, but not too, not too spinstery though. Right. Yeah. So you very know. pretty and Yeah. Like yeah. with like this like classy kind of sexy that's not like nerdy. You exactly. know what? Marion the librarian from the music man. That's oh. who she is. Ooh, right? There you that. go. Yeah. <laughs> sexy and cute, but yeah. not slutty. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what about you, Miss Jamie? 
Um, okay, so I I really love the um in the beginning, I think it's like the Annabelle sequence with the two girls. Yeah. Um, the one girl, she has this blonde, almost like mini beehive, like a <laughs> And I loved it. It's so like of the era and like so cute. Um, but my winner goes to Sadie the dog. I mean, it's fur, <laughs> but like I think it counts. It does. Beautiful, beautiful dog, beautiful pattern. So Sadie the dog is the winner on this one, hands down, paws down for me. You know, <laughs> speaking of dogs, um, I had a dream last night that I adopted a dog. Aww. And I was very upset when I woke up and it wasn't true. I would be so upset when I woke up. Henry was mad at me for doing it in the dream. I remember that. <laughs> but he warmed up with the dog at first. It it was um it was a black poodle. Aww. Yeah. Did it have a name? Do you remember the name? No. Yes, it did have a name. It was on its little tag, but I don't remember what the name was. Aww. I I remember the name Aww. though. But no, I had a dream I adopted a dog and I was very upset when I woke up and I couldn't have my black poodle. <laughs> I'm upset too. <laughs> I wish that was oh. real. <laughs> I know. I so There's dumb. a black little poodle that I follow on Instagram, and it's actually the the rapper uh, Project Pat, and the dog's name is Hannibal Lecter the poodle. <laughs> <gasps> I love it. That's so cute. <laughs> oh, adorable. It's, it's I follow. Adorable. I follow so many dogs on Instagram. I'm going to have to get that uh, Instagram account from you. <laughs> we need to make yes, a separate. Uh, we need to make a second Instagram account. Dogs Please of do. Horror. Dogs of Horror, <laughs> dogs guys. Of horror. You know, we'll start off with Jesse's. Yes. <laughs> we'll start off with Buddy and then just go on with all the movie dogs of horror. <laughs> yes. I already it's have fabulous. a list going. So I know, yeah, which is why it's a pretty big list. It's why this is perfect. <laughs> it's a spinoff account. All right, so my favorite hair is actually Evan Evelyn's pick. It is the lecture hair, and it's just so good. So pretty. So good. It's so perfect. Uh, like I said, Mary and the librarian hair. <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, how about prop we would like to own? That's right. No other props. Not a single other prop. I have many guesses on what Jamie's is going to be. Do you really? Oh, okay. Um, I would think that yours might be a locket. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is one of them. And like, what's really funny is I'm looking at my notes and I don't know what I was doing when I wrote this down. I meant locket, <laughs> but I wrote Lorraine's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> did I don't you even think like she the, had pockets. Like, did you like the fabric on the pocket of the you dress? Know, it seemed like, like it was. It seemed like it was a nice, like big pocket. You could fit a lot in there. Fit your, you know, your pendulum in there. Your, your gigantic cell phone nowadays. <laughs> exactly. So what I meant was locket. That's one of my runners up. Not pocket, but I'm sure they're great. <laughs> um, uh, did you also maybe have the music box? I did have the music box. Did you have the music box? Yeah, I had both the locket and the music box. Okay. I had a feeling you were going to pick that one. Okay. Did you also have Annabelle? I did not have Annabelle, but I know that you do. Thing is, I do, but I want to save that for Annabelle. For when we do Annabelle. 
Nice. All right. But okay, so I'll keep guessing and let you go. What's your <laughs> Well, you guessed most of them. Um yeah, I, I like all of those a lot. I wrote all of those down. The only one that uh you're missing from my list, which is probably my favorite one, is um and I'm trying to remember where it comes in in the movie, but it's this Seekers of Super of the Supernatural pamphlet. And somebody has it in the hand. I think oh. it's Lorraine or maybe maybe it's Ed. But um, yeah, it's like this pamphlet. And I had to pause it and stop it to see what it said. Yeah. And it said, Seekers of the Supernatural. I think it was a Lorraine and Ed Warren like pamphlet. Yeah, it was, I guess, maybe at the lecture hall. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I like so that. So I love too. that. I would love it. I would frame it and put it on my wall. I'd love to get them to sign it. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, the the real people or the actors because the real people are the actors. Dead yeah, now. the real yeah, the real people. <laughs> I can't, but right. <laughs> well, um, you know, I I really my winner is the music box. I thought it's so. a little twirly mirror in the clown, but honestly, I would take any of those artifacts that were in the basement. Any of them doesn't matter. Yes. Give me the uh. monkey. Give me anything. Seriously, what a dream! What a dream place, just filled yeah. with cursed objects and stuff. Love it. That's right. whole room. <laughs> yeah, whole room. Yeah. The whole museum, please. <laughs> what about you, Evelyn? So, yes, the whole room, but more specifically, <laughs> in the house, um, the wardrobe that yeah. came with the house. Yeah, I, don't know, I like antiques, so I, I figured that you know I could get it blessed or whatever. But, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> You could put so many things in there. It didn't just have to be for clothes. Exactly. Seriously, it's perfect. And I mean, like we said, just like dolls, the furniture from back then was made very, very well. Yes. <laughs> A lot of my furniture is antique. The table I'm at right now is probably close to like 80 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They made stuff to last back then. They really did. Oh, shall we uh, move on to our epic line? This is going to be totally epic. Yes. Yeah, let's, uh, do it. let's let our guest go first. Okay. Um, so mine comes in pretty, pretty early in the movie. And I had to watch it like three times, actually figure out where, like, if I want this to be my line, but mm-hmm. uh, I kind of like the um, just the way it's delivered, and like I don't like the the smirkiness. It's between Ed and Lorraine, and it's when they're in their lecture hall at the beginning, mm-hmm. and someone asks them like, "Oh, what's what are you guys called?" Yeah, and they said, "Oh, like demonologists. We're called ghost hunters, paranormal researchers, wackos." <laughs> Whatever was oppressing that apartment was no longer with them. Any questions? Yep. So, what are you guys? I mean, what do people call you? Uh, well, we've been called demonologists. It's one name for us. Ghost hunters, paranormal researchers. Kooks. <laughs> Wackos. But we prefer to be known simply as Ed and Lorraine Warren. It was such a good intro to the characters. Like, if you don't know who they are, it really summed it up. Yeah, their chemistry yeah. is just so good too. It gives mm-hmm. you like a sense of like what their relationship is like. Like they just play off of each other so well. Mm-hmm. Totally, I feel like they're like the the perfect couple to do this. Like they yes. just kind of like get each other and just like with 
the way she is with things and like like they have different demeanors that kind of just like balance each other out so well they do they're like goals <laughs> yes <laughs> i guess and they did such a good job with casting patrick wilson in this character because he's so charming and yes. adorable and i mean the real ed warren is known as being a little um irritable yep <laughs> A little cratchety, a little, uh, yeah, a little curmudgeony and um, confrontational. So yeah, I've heard that he is. I've seen the the old interviews from the eighties and mm-hmm. in the nineties, and uh, when someone challenges him, he gets really defensive and um, and not, not very nice. So um, you know, but when you believe in something, that's that's how you get. Just look at the political climate now, right? Yeah, yeah. Very um, passionate. Right. Yes. So um, Patrick Wilson is a much more charming version of Ed Warren. <laughs> <laughs> it's who I would like to think Ed Warren actually was behind closed doors, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you have any other honorable mentions, Evelyn? I couldn't really think of any. Yeah, uh, this movie had not a lot of quotables. It's, it was yeah. more, much more of a serious tone. I know. Usually the quotes I go for are kind of silly. Those mm-hmm. are the ones that stick out most to me. Um, this one doesn't have a whole lot of those. It doesn't have a whole lot of silly ones. Right. Um, but I do have I do have some that I just like. I really liked like the vibe of these lines. Yeah. Um, so the first one, it comes in pretty early, and I'm pretty – I'm trying to remember if it's Ed or the Rain. It was a while since I watched this for homework. Um, but, you know, I just like this explanation. Um, so, you know, the one of them says, demonic spirits don't possess things. They possess people. It wanted to get inside you. Mm-hmm. What's an inhuman spirit? <laughs> it's something that's never walked the earth in human form. So the doll was never possessed. No, no, it was used as a conduit. It was moved around to give the impression of possession. Demonic spirits don't possess things. They possess people. It wanted to get inside of you. That is just, like, such a good explanation of, like, what is going on, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. There's, like, something really eerie about Mm -hmm. that, too, and just, like, how matter-of-fact she is about it. Like, you're such experts. Um... I just this, love as usual. I know it totally was. They're just yeah. like she's just like very nonchalant about it because this is just like her world. You know what I mean? But it's like such a it's such an important piece of insight. Yeah. Um. My my other line is, and these two I guess are kind of tied. Um. I couldn't pick between the two on which one's like my my favorite and which one's the runner up. Um. But this is kind of another one where I just thought it was a good explanation of like hauntings and possessions, and it's um. Sometimes when you get haunted, it's like stepping in gum. You take it with you. And it doesn't matter where you go. This dark entity has latched itself to your family, and it's feeding off you. Even if we leave? Sometimes when you get haunted, it's like stepping on gum. You take it with you. Yes. It's just like a really good way to put it in again. They're they're just such experts, and this is just their world, but... They're kind of trying to give that insight to this, you know, family. They're trying to help of like what's actually happening to them. Yeah, it's good. It's so good. Yeah, it's like they're saying, "Oh yes," and we're going there on Wednesday. Like they, yeah, you know, like 
Like, yeah, it's just like, a, you know, something that they probably say many times or whenever they came up with it, they're probably like, yes, we're using that yes. all the time now. <laughs> yeah, They're like, this is what, this is our little like guidebook here of when we're explaining how these possessions and hauntings work to folks. Here it is. That's the good metaphor to explain it. It's like when you step in gum, we've all done that. You know, you take it with you. So yeah. it's like possession 101, possession for dummies. Possession for dummies. <laughs> it's true it. <laughs> it's true is that your winner jamie yeah they're kind of tied i because cool. they're kind of similar you know again sim- similar sentiment and i just couldn't pick which one i liked best but yeah. so tie between those two okay so um i just have to mention a uh, kind of piggyback off of um your line jamie in the beginning the demonic spirits don't possess things um before that the the girl's said when they were talking about Annabelle that they gave her permission to move inside the doll. Please, from the start. It started out small. Like a hand or a leg was in a different position and its head was looking up instead of down. And then one day it was in a completely different room. Camilla got in touch with a medium. We learned from her that a seven-year-old girl named Annabelle Higgins had died in this apartment. She was lonely and took a liking to my doll. All she wanted was to be friends. So, we gave her permission to move into the doll. Wait, you did what? She wanted to live with us by inhabiting the doll. We said yes. But then, things got worse. I'm like, you dumb bitches, you got what you deserved. (laughs) Do not invite it into the doll, come on. He's like, you did what? Possessions 101, man. (laughs) They Come missed on. the class. Yes, they did miss the they missed the whole lecture. Right. He's like, you did what? You I know. Wait. Believe what he heard. It's I like, know. you know it's what? Like, oh my god. You're too dumb. We're out. Yeah. Lost cause. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no common sense here. Because honestly, that was me. And like, um, no. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'd be like no. You know what? You can float around here if you want, as long as you're like benign enough about it. But you ain't getting in my doll or any of my things. Like you can right. hang out in the attic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like you did what? <laughs> no, I just I love that so much because every time I see that, I'm like, you dumb bitches, I really, oh, really. And he was thinking the exact same thing, but he didn't say it. <laughs> he He's too nice to say he that. Is. Yes. <laughs> Again, I think the real Ed may have said that. <laughs> yeah, the real Ed is like, are you fucking kidding? Come on. So you don't deserve our help. We're out. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, my runner up, my number two, comes when Ed, it's another Ed and Lorraine, because again, their chemistry is so great. Um, they're talking about the possible case that they're going to go go see and with the Piron family. And um he's like She's like, rather, do you remember that thing you said to me on our wedding night? And he's like, can we do it again? (laughs) Maybe it's just time we take a break. Write that book. Do you remember what you said to me on our wedding night? Can we do it again? After that. (laughs) (laughs) Those cuties. They're seriously like the best. Like, I I love them as a couple. Um, I'm always kind of looking at like relationships in horror movies. Like, I have a list on that too. Actually, (laughs) I know me and my list. I'll stop the movie and I'll go into my phone and I'm like, oh, 
Ooh, that's two things for my list. Woohoo! <laughs> like two list items. There's we have dogs, dogs we, we have rogues, rogues, we have hallways. Relationship. <laughs> so I, I always like to like examine couples in horror movies. And You're see, like, like a hoarder, but with lists. I am. I am a hoarder <laughs> with lists, and I don't. I don't have anything I'm doing with them. I just keep them. Exactly. In my phone, my notes section. So exactly my know. point. <laughs> One day I will reveal them to the world. And it'll be a lot, but um, yeah. To, like I said, all your lists need to become their own Instagram accounts. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hashtagable. Uh, yes, <laughs> but they're a good couple. Moral of the story couple. is they're a good couple. I like their chemistry. They have fun together, even though they do some like their work is crazy. <clears throat> but it's just another yeah. day at the office for them. You know what? It's important work for people who need them. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. My my winner um, is again Ed and Lorraine. Very matter of fact, when they're she rather is explaining why this possession is happening. That she ran out to the tree and she climbed and proclaimed her love to Satan and cursed anyone who tried to blah 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 blah. And then he's like, "Well, that explains a few things." <laughs> I don't know. You find anything? Lots. I mean, it's no wonder they're going through what they are. That's the original farmhouse. It was built in 1863 by a man named Judson Sherman, who was married to a woman named Bathsheba. Wow. So after Bathsheba married Judson, they had a baby. And when the baby was seven days old, Judson caught her sacrificing it in front of the fireplace. She ran out to that tree by the dock, climbed up, proclaimed her love to Satan, cursed anyone who tried to take her land, and hung herself. Time of death was pronounced at 3.07 in the morning. Well, that explains a few things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, I, I imagine that if you and I were doing this work together, that would be us. It would be. I would be, I would be the one explaining it, and you would be the one being like, well, no wonder. Well, that explains some things. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> if this was us, this would be us. This would be our relationship. <laughs> We're Ed and Lorraine. And we sweet. are. A much less ed educated version, though. I don't want to insult them. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, I think it could be this, right? Well, that could explain it. Maybe. Well, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> could be. <laughs> Where's our professors on this matter? We need to consult the professionals. But oh yeah, so yeah, um, I loved it that um, I picked the the more comical, snarky lines, and you guys went with the more serious tone. <laughs> I thought about some of your summer. I was like, uh, yeah, mm, I don't know. They were cute. Yeah, yeah. I like those yeah. cute moments between them when they're just being cuties. And this is why this this franchise has lasted as long as it has, and it wasn't a one and done movie because of their relationship. Oh yeah, right? yeah. People love them. I love them so much as actors and as characters, and is is uh, the history behind them. I love them so much. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about our actors in this, shall we? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh God, Patrick Wilson. I mean, he's so good. I mean, he's good in everything he does. I've seen him in comedy. I've seen him in, mm -hmm. in superhero. Uh, lots and lots of horror. And um, in addition to the Conjuring universe, he's a staple in the Insidious franchise. Yep. Yeah. He, he was Raoul in Phantom of the Opera. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Henry really loves Watchmen. 
Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, Watchmen's okay for me. It's just too, too long. Yeah. It's almost three hours, and we all know I'm I, hour and a half, I tap out. <laughs> yeah, it's a long one. Like, I'm done. Two hours max for me. Like, even <laughs> if it's a good horror movie, like the new It, was, it's like the second half was almost three hours. And at an hour and a half, I was like, is this over yet? <laughs> <laughs> but I know the story. I'm like, it's not even close. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. You're like, we got a ways to go. <laughs> Damn. And they didn't break it up like they did with The Hobbit or mm-hmm. The Hobbit or and yeah, The Hobbit and also um, Mocking Jay, The Hunger Games. They broke that one yeah. last book up into two parts. They did. It, it could have been a three part movie. <laughs> totally. It could have. It was way too long for me for one setting. Anyway, love me some Patrick Wilson. What about you guys? Oh, I think he is so cute. Like, I really like him in this role. This is probably my favorite of his roles, although I do like him in other stuff. But in this one, I mean, seriously, Patrick Wilson, keep me safe. Like, I, that's how I feel. I'm like, yes, Patrick Wilson, keep me safe. Like Papa Kane? <laughs> like Papa Kane, but Papa Patrick Wilson, keep me safe. <laughs> I also really liked him in, um, it was, it was a hard to watch one. It was intense, but Hard Candy, him and Ellen Page. Oh, God, what a movie. That's that hard, was intense. Wasn't yeah, that was actually one of the first, like, oh memories i have of him like seeing him in a movie i've seen other things by him but i feel like that might have been one of my first um he's great in it but it's like it's super intense but i think so i think he's like really diverse i think he doesn't get as much credit for his diversity as he should he was super creepy and awful yeah like what yeah so he can do it all make me feel safe yeah, yeah, so he can do it all. He can be that, and then For he sure. can also be Ed, Ed Warren, who I think we all kind of feel safe with Ed and Lorraine. Yes. Like, yeah, so he's he's versatile. Very versatile. And, and adorable. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Yep. Yep. Evelyn, any thoughts? No, I just, I think of him as, like, a loving, like, older uncle. Like, For sure. Yes. You know. Not so much a papa, but like definitely like, you know, you want to ask him for advice because like he, he knows all these things and it's going to make you feel safe. And, you know, he's always just going to give you the right answer, you know? Yeah. Yes. He knows all of the things. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so wise. And, you know, it's okay to like, you know, because when you're experiencing a possession or a haunting like that, I'm sure yeah. it's hard to like talk about to anybody because you're like, this person's going to think I'm crazy. Yeah. But with him, you know, like. No, they they get what's going on. Like I can be honest and like like tell him what's happening. And he's not going to laugh at me and think yeah, I'm not. Exactly. No judgment. No judgment. Yep. Except for when they went into the house where it was just the pipes. I felt a little judgy there. Oh, sure. <laughs> They're, They're like, like this is actually just the wind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at least they were nice about it. Like I would have all the time. They like trust me. We're used to this. Most of them are this, so you know it's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Come to one of our lectures. Here's our, here's our pamphlet. <laughs> yeah, you can learn more and not and not be afraid. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Vera Farmingo yeah. played Lorraine Warren in this one. I love her. Oh, what a beautiful woman and a great actress. She is so good. Um, I mean. She really, I think, got very popular with the horror community in Bates Motel. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, she, I love her in that. God, she's good. 
So amazing. She's talented. I just binge watched Bates Motel for the very first time earlier this year. Yeah. Or maybe it was late last year. It, yeah. It's all blends. Last two years have just been a blur, blends together. But I binge watched them all within like three weeks. And nice. Her is Norma Bates. What? Yeah. So good. Um, her performance in that is just spectacular. Uh, have either of you seen the movie Joshua? No. Uh-uh. Oh, it's a horror movie about an evil kid. And it was, he, Joshua is basically like the nine-year-old version of Norman Bates or Damien Thorne, maybe. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. A little bit of both. More Damien, I would say. Okay. Um, super, super creepy. Very well-made movie. I think Sam Rockwell was in it, too. It's been many years since nice. I've seen it, but it was really good. And okay. another evil kid movie, Orphan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so fun. Yeah, she just has a thing with evil kids between us, Norman and Joshua, and um, whatever her name was, an orphan. I can't think of it. Blanken on it, which is crazy because I just saw it recently. Uh, yeah, so good. And then Henry, of course, is the, the biggest Godzilla freak I know, and <laughs> oh. he watches King of Monsters at least once every two weeks <laughs> since he acquired it on DVD and I'm ready to chuck that thing into the garbage, I swear. I'm just saying, if it, if something were to mysteriously happen to that DVD, I mean, he would hey. buy it. He would buy another one. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I it's got scratched. I can't yeah. throw it away. I bought it for him. A waste of my money. <laughs> I'm like, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> That's how he got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he loves him some Godzilla, so he watches that movie all the time. Um, anyway, yeah, Vera's great. What about you guys? Thoughts? She's great. Like, again, yeah. just super talented lady. And I like the roles that she chooses. Mm-hmm. And she can do a little bit of – she can do uh, different things. But, yeah, I, again, I think again, I think of her – when I think of her, I think of The Conjuring mm-hmm. um, first. But, uh, yeah, she's great. I used to think of The Conjuring first. Now I, I think I think Bates Motel first, which is crazy. A combination of the two. Just her delivery of lines like is just so great. Yeah. Like I feel like probably when she gets a script, you know, she just, you know, she knows Lorraine obviously now. But right. like when she, any other script, when she gets it, I'm sure she just like reads it. It's like this is how this person would deliver a line. It's always yeah. she nails it. Yeah. She does nail it. She, she does nail it. it. She's such and a professional. Yeah, she she's is. just and great. Not just verbally, like physically. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Her whole demeanor, everything of her delivery of her line, just like amazing. 100%. So good. I also, I always think of her sister as well when I think of her from American Horror Story, but her sister mm-hmm. was also in uh, The Nun. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, they look so much alike when you see them side by side. And it's like, oh, that's why. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And her and her sister kind of remind me of me and my brother because there's – or more, not me, me and my brother and sister, rather. They're twins. Because there's so many years age gap between sure. us. So, yeah. Like, I was grown practically when they were <laughs> – Yeah. <laughs> so, I kind of relate that with Lindy and Colt. Um. All right, Ron Livingston plays Roger. I love Ron Livingston. <sighs> right. He's amazing. I've loved him since Office Space. Me too. Right. That's the first thing I think of him in his Office Space, always, hands down. 
But I, I love him. I think he's so cute. And I love Ron Livingston. I think he's fun. I love God. his haircut in this. Like, so, like, he yes. fits, like, the 70s dad thing to a T. So perfect. He does. Oh, my God. So you guys think Office Space. I, I'm old. And I think there's this television show in 1996-ish with Molly Ringwald called Townies. I've never seen it. That sounds familiar. Yeah, it was I, I want to say it was NBC. I'm not positive on that. And I think it only lasted one year. And that was a bad year for shows. Like I love the shows, but nothing lasted. My Mr. Rhodes only lasted one year. Townies. Um mm-hmm. there was another one I really enjoyed. Uh there was a Tim Curry show, I think that was around that time. I think it was called Off the Top or something. That only lasted one year. All the all my sh- television shows from that year only lasted one year. <laughs> oh. It was a bad year for shows for staying on network. But yeah, uh, so Townies, guys, it was a sitcom. It was great. Um, apparently, I'm the only one who thought so. <laughs> oh, I bet I'd like it if I'd heard of it or seen it. Right. Also, I mean, of course, Office Space. Like, what a classic. Um, whenever someone who hasn't seen Office Space, I'm like, what have you even done with your life? Why? <laughs> I know, yeah. because there's just moments in that movie that are so universal for anybody who works, like anybody who has worked, you know, where it's like, I want to smash office equipment right? in or, my office. <laughs> but I loved it also because they took it out of the office and they went to, like, the restaurant. Yes, because right? that's yeah. what I, yeah, because, like, you could relate to that, too. So, really, anybody who's ever worked... Has there's a something job. in there you can relate yeah. to exactly yeah you can or or you want to take it out of the office go home with the neighbor i mean yeah yeah the, the movie is completely universal with again relationships and it's perfect in every way uh henry really loves little black book with britney murphy i love britney murphy that was cute oh. Have you all seen the documentary on HBO about Brittany Murphy? Not yet. I want to. It's on my list. They were talking about it on the radio. So good. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I gotta gotta watch that. I'm going to because I've seen other um, documentaries similar, but years ago. So I think now they have more information. I think this might be more factual, you know, rather than just speculation. Yeah, I've been wanting to see it. Um, I love Brittany Murphy a lot. Oh, for sure. Loved her. I just watched, um, what was it? Um, Don't Say a Word. Oh, with, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Douglas. Yeah. To be yep, put that I on for that about one. two weeks before they took it off. Um, nice. One more thing for Ron Livingston, Campfire Tales. Who loves Campfire Tales? I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do. I don't know if I've seen that. Oh, it's an anthology of urban legend stories. Ooh. Yeah. That so, sounds awesome. It's so awesome. Like, it's the best. It's so good. It has such a good cast. It's so creepy. It's so good. There's twisty. It's good. Um, so Ron Livingston was also in Sex in the City. Yes, he played Burger. Yes, he played Carrie's boyfriend. Yeah. Yes. That was yeah. a short-lived... Um, oh, he's the one who broke up with her on a Post-it note, right? Yes. 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 He broke up with her on a Post-it note, and she's all like, he broke up with me on a Post-it. And it's like, man, come on, Ron Livingston. Yeah, he does that. <laughs> Who even does that? <laughs> uh, have either of you seen Nightmares and Dreamscapes, the Stephen King adaptation? No. No. I was in that. It, that. That book was um, a book of short stories. And it was like 2,000 pages long. It was such a thick book. So many stories in that book. 
I think that was actually my first Stephen King book experience is reading that book because it's easier to get through short stories than it is to get through it. Yeah. And and he does great short stories. Love when he works he in that medium. Yeah. It's a great, great book. He was in that movie. Um, and the, the movie is a bunch of like basically smaller movies, kind of like the Masters of Horror series. Cool. Right? Yeah. So, no, he's great. He's fantastic. Love him so much. Uh, I also love Lily Taylor, who played Carolyn. Mm-hmm. I always, always think of The Haunting from 1999. Same. That's the first thing I think of her in. It's true. Oh, I think of Six Feet Under. Oh, oh, I really? love Six Feet Under. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, I think <clears throat> I'd seen her in a couple of maybe, like, indie things before that. But, like, that role to me is what I think of when I think of her. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, that was a good one. Such a great show. Like, it really the writing is. writing in it, like, just everything. And, like, her character wasn't really, I guess, at the beginning, not really that likable, you mm-hmm. know. But you still, like, she charms the pants off you. Totally. She, she's great. I did this comedy I really love with uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. She played John C. Riley's wife. That's when I realized how short she actually is. <laughs> um, and I forgot what it was called, but it was really fun. It was, I think it was filmed in Chicago, too, for some reason. I'm thinking it was a Chicago movie, but it was oh. good. Um, also, Leatherface from 2017, if we're sticking mm-hmm. to the horror. Yeah. You know, but... Yeah. No, she's great, but I always think of The Haunting for some reason, and that movie gets a lot of hate. It does. I love it. Love it, love it, love Interesting. it. Interesting. I don't know if I love it, but I have a nostalgia for it, and I enjoy it. I watch it at least once a year. It's oh, been a while. It. Yeah, it's not, it's not a 10 movie for me, but thinking back on it with the rose-colored glasses, I think it's probably a 6 or a 7, which for me, I consider a love. A yeah. four and a five is alike, and anything less than that is pretty subpar. <laughs> but a lot of weird things came around in, like, the late 90s. So that was, like, yeah. one of the good ones that, like, still kind of... Yeah. You can go back and actually see and hasn't aged that much. That right. Sure. Is, like, totally, like, just, oh, that needs to stay in the 90s. <laughs> it also had a great yeah. cast, too. It I mean, did have a really good cast. Liam, yeah. Liam Neeson and Owen Wilson and Catherine Zeta-Jones. I mean, it had such a good cast. Yeah. Uh, she's an Illinois girl from Glencoe, Illinois. And she studied at uh, the Piven, like Jeremy Piven's family theater workshop. So that's where oh, she got her training. Out that's here. so cool. Yeah. That's out here in the northern suburbs. Okay. So the rest of the cast, like the kids, I haven't seen a lot of. Same. Um, Joey King played Christine. Uh, she was in the act, which I haven't seen, but I know her image from it. Um, it was a pretty depressing series on Hulu from what people tell me, and I have no desire to watch it. Um, oh, I remember seeing like a preview for it, but I've never yeah. seen it. Yeah. yeah. I have no desire to watch it just because it seems super, super depressing, but I know her, her face and her image from that. Yeah. She was in Slender Man. She was in Wish Upon. She was an oh. Entourage. Oh, wow. Yeah. And about 65 other things. So she did a lot, um, but the other things I really am not familiar with. Um, Shannon Cook played Drew, and she was in A Christmas Horror Story, which is one of my favorite Christmas anthologies. I haven't seen that one. It's good. It's good. Uh, There's a really fun Krampus story in it. Oh, Krampus. It's a good good modern – 
horror movie. I definitely recommend it to anybody. Um, and one of my favorite non-horror Christmas movies, Holidays, with Jenny Garth. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right up Ellie Summer. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's one of my favorites. I watch it. It's tradition uh, for me to watch it as I'm setting up my Christmas tree. Oh, that's cute. Because I think it takes place around like Thanksgiving time. It starts and just kind of moves on into Christmas. So oh, nice. I normally set up my tree around Thanksgiving, right before, right after. So it's kind of a perfect transitional movie for me. Oh, I just sweet. love it so that's much. Cute. I love it so much. <laughs> oh, so the guy that played Drew, I don't yeah. know his real name. He was on a television, like a kind of like a sci-fi television show on the cw called the 100 uh-huh oh which... i've never seen that but I, I there's an actor from it in another show that i like so i've always meant to check that out i've never it's, heard of it it's good it gets kind of crazy the last couple of seasons like it's one of those shows <laughs> that kept on going on you're like oh they're still doing this <laughs> same premise it's just grown into this completely different animal but you're like was... they're still doing the thing <laughs> right <laughs> but it was like at the I think he was in the first couple seasons when it was still uh, interesting. Not that it didn't get uninteresting. It was just at the beginning, it was very like they had solid, more solid missions. Like the mm -hmm. show had a, it. a direction that wasn't kind of like <laughs> floundering or just kind of go, just going into like deep, like, oh, this is the idea they had for this season. You're like, whoa, okay. It's hard to get into. <laughs> but. It definitely, uh, you know, had some good moments, and he had, was part of some of those good moments. Right. Nice. Yeah. Just check it out, though. I oh, want for, to. Yeah. No, I want to, for sure. From the beginning. <laughs> yes. Yes. From the beginning. Yeah. When Once you get to, like, season five, kind of like, oh, okay. But definitely yeah. the first, like, three yeah. seasons are, like, solid. Oh, okay. John Brotherton played Brad, of course. Um he was in the new American Horror Stories, which I haven't seen. I haven't seen him either. I haven't seen him either. Really, really want to see them. People have told me they're great. Also, Fuller House, which I watched for the first few years and then just fell off. <laughs> I, I watched a couple episodes and I was like, oh, this is too candy bubblegum for me. Uh, you mm -hmm. do have to be in the mood for that. But I mean, you kind of know what you're getting into when you watch that show. Right. It's, yeah, a spinoff of Full House, which was very family, you know, right. dad joke oriented. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And honestly, there, there is, there is a place for that in, yeah. in TV. Like people need that. They can't all be hardcore and horror. You need your family friendly things. So totally. I'm not, I am not mad at it. Um, I watched again because my love for the original. I watched the first two or three years of it and then I just fell off. Mm -hmm. You know? But yeah. Okay. I just got this movie confused. Again, Patrick, I blame it on Patrick Wilson. I got this movie confused with Insidious for something, for some reason. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, where's Lee Wanell in this cast? Wasn't he in it? And I'm like, no, actually, I don't no. think he is. So that's the wrong possession movie. Yep. Um, <laughs> Different Patrick Wilson right. movie. <laughs> Different James Wan movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joseph Bishara plays Bathsheba. 
he has made quite an acting career of being a demon. Nice. He was in Insidious. He was the lipstick face demon. Oh, okay. That's his exact, oh. that's his credit. Um, he was an Annabelle demon in Annabelle creation. He was in The Conjuring Part 2 as, guess, a demon. Um, Obviously. Dreamcatcher is a character named Nighthog. Um, he's also been composing films since 1999, including all those I just mentioned, as well as The Convent, um, Grave Dancer, Night of the Demons, the remake, VHS, Viral, and Tales wow. of Halloween. Our Tales of Halloween that we loved so much composed it. I Wow, I just watched that like last night or the night before. Tis the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so quite a talented man Joseph is. Not only is he a great demon, he's a great composer. Damn, that Must is have... that is quite the resume. Yeah. Yeah, he's versatile. He's good. But he must um, have a lot of patience if he has to sit in like makeup chairs to be, you know, a demon effects. over and over yeah. again. <laughs> Considering the fact he's been composing since 1999 and most of these movies are a little newer, maybe he's just happy to be doing something new and different. Yeah. Right. In front of the, the music world, more right. on camera. Right. Seen, even though he's seen not as himself. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. got to be a super fun, though. Like to be seen, but be someone so unrecognizable. Yeah, yeah totally. You know, over and over again. So that's good. Yeah. Um, Stephen Kotler played Father Gordon. Uh, he's recurring as Father Gordon in the Conjuring universe. And he was also Carl in the Insidious universe. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we got a little crossover there. Um. Of course, I'm sure you guys spied Lorraine Warren, the real one. Yep. In, in the, the lecture. Audience, in mm-hmm. the lecture the hall. Yeah. Of course. Um, I saw her right away because I knew exactly what she looked like. So yep. I've been following her cases for forever. She's got a very distinct like look too. So it's like, that's her. There, there's yeah. no one else that could be. That's her. Front and <laughs> she center. had great yep. hair too. Yes. <laughs> in real life. Yes. yes. In real life. Yes. Last but not least... Sadie the dog played by Dusty. Oh. And I'm mentioning this specifically for Jamie for her dogs of horror list. <laughs> I gotta I'll add that she's already on my list, but I'll add that that dog's name, the actor's name is Dusty. I gotta yes. give Dusty proper credit. You know? Dusty is Sadie the dog. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love when the dog has the credit. I love it. They need it. They it's did the only work. Right. They deserve it. It's only right. <laughs> the good dog. Yeah. So, any other thoughts on our cast? Everybody just plays off of each other really well. I mean, it's they believable. Do. The family unit is really believable, like the sibling relationships, the parent relationships. Um, and, of course, again, just Ed and Lorraine, like those two, Vera and um, Patrick, they just have great, great chemistry. Yeah. And speaking of Ed and Lorraine, I loved I loved how they tie the universes together and I love in the end when they finally get home when they're like the Vatican approved the exorcism, exorcism, mm-hmm. and then they're like, and if we can, you'd like us to meet us. You'd like to meet us tomorrow. There's a case in Long Island, and we all know, of course, that's the Amityville yep. case. Yep. And I think that's the first time I've heard of them was for Amityville. Same. Yeah. 
It's the, yes. I think it's their most famous case, probably. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, I would love to see a new Amityville horror movie made, but from their perspective. Oh, that would be fun. That would be really interesting, especially because yeah, you know their dynamic and just like yeah, they taught they did it briefly in a scene. I think it was for the Conjuring Part Two. Um, they start they opened one of their movies in the Amityville house, working on that. So I think it was Part Two. But I would love a whole movie on their case file for Amityville. That would be awesome. Right. I, I think people would like go nuts over that too. Like that would be the fans would love that. Amityville over the last year has gotten a little resurgence because um, the killer, the original killer, died last year or this year. Oh, at some point. Oh, wow. Or, or, it was earlier this year. I want to say he passed away in jail. Um, oh, wow, I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. So it got a little resurgence. There's been a couple more documentaries made. So there's interest is being renewed. So we really need to get this Ed and Lorraine Amityville story out. I think it'd be great. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So now we've talked about all that stuff. Um, let's move on to special effects. They're not going to show this, are they? Oh my God! They're gonna show it. Ah, talk about your shock and terror. <laughs> you know, terror is the key word for this because it's not a lot of gore, no. but it's a lot of terror. There's a lot of like tension in this movie, and a lot of like good suspense that's built up. Oh yeah, they really go with the haunting tropes, like the rocking of the chair on its own and creaking doors. Um. The ball in the basement, ball in the cellar. Yes, mm -hmm. a visibly cold breath. Yeah, you know the all those. Uh, the hands clapping next yeah. to her. Yes, love that whole clapping sequence. Yeah, um, the dead birds, dead birds, mm -hmm. uh, dead dog. Yes, um, which did happen in real life uh, to the family. Dog turned up dead. Um, Nancy getting drug across the room is probably love the, that. Uh, yeah. One of the most disturbing, as well as our initial moments of haunting when, you know, she gets puked on by the ghost. Uh, <laughs> but what are your guys' thoughts on effects? You know, you're right. There's not a lot of, it's not like a blood and guts movie. It's not right. at all. It's a, it's a haunting movie. Um, yes. And I think they did the haunting stuff really, really good. Um, I love when like her foot is getting pulled in bed. Yeah, um, love that moment. And then I did write that the bruises look so good. <laughs> I wrote that the bruises look really real. Yeah. Yeah. So I liked it. Yeah. It was. It wasn't like your blood and guts kind of special effects. It was your haunting effects, and they did it well. One hundred percent. I good. think that I agree. Like with all the special effects, like it was just like you know play of the camera. I mean, just like the way it, everything was just done. To a point where they're, you know, they thought about it and like it was just, you know, I'm sure they had a large team of special effects, you know, mm -hmm. while they were filming and in post, like they just like wrapped it up so well that like some of it looks kind of seamless. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of seamless, let's talk about cinematography. Oh, yes. And yeah. that moving in scene was seamless. Totally. 
I I can't pick out a cut in that. It was very Halloween in that opening scene where it was just one great big long shot. It appears to be, and it is beautiful. And yeah. along with the music in the background, um, time of the season. It's yes, just, it's a perfect. It's a perfect scene for moving in, right? It is. I also really liked the scene where they're like preparing for the um, like investigation. Yeah. Um, that whole scene when they're just like getting set up. I really love that. And of course, it's like a hallway delight. There's lots of good, <laughs> there's lots of good hallway scenes in this one too. Good shot down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like the music box moments. Jamie. Hallway delight. Hallway delight. I wrote it down. Hallway <laughs> I wrote it down thinking yes. of you. <laughs> you knew I was going to say it, yes. <laughs> if you didn't, I would. Yes. <laughs> the, the shot where, like, it turns upside down, like, yeah. underneath the house to, like, yeah. coming back upstairs. And just, like, um, like I can tell it was, like, a dolly shot, like, a tracking shot when, you know, mm-hmm. the mom was coming down the stairs, you know, several times. And just, like, they're pulling away. And it's just, like... I don't know. It creates a good depth and, you know, Definitely. some of like the, the jump scares, like, you know, uh, work good with like, like the hands. I love the hands Me too. coming out when she's sitting on the steps, you know, kind of like you want to play, you know, hide and clap. And then all of a sudden like the hands clap. It's oh, so it's one of my favorite moments. I I loved when Lorraine opens the music box and you yes. see like the spiral reflection and the lights hitting her face. It's just the so shadow of that. Yes, yeah, it's so pretty. Um, oh, it's great. It's I think that's a perfect shot. Same shot. Yeah. Um, I love this. I don't know what this is called, but it's that like that overhead shot where they're looking down into the two rooms separated by the wall. Mm-hmm. I loved it where someone's banging on the door. So you're seeing the, what's going on outside and you're seeing what's going on inside. It's okay. yeah. That's very cool. Um, our that's cinematography. Very good, it's very good editing. Cause I'm sure that, I mean, the way they had to do that was like, we're doing this side. Now we're doing this side, you know, yeah. just edited together like perfectly. It's perfect. Yes, it was. Yep. Cinematographer on this was John Leonetti. He directed Annabelle. Okay. Oh, so, you know, and he's done so many great things cinematography-wise that I love, and including Insidious, uh, Dead Silence, The Woods, Child's Play yes. Part 3. Ooh. I love Part 3. Yeah. Um, four seasons of Tales from the Crypt. Wow. Wow. Yes. That's a lot. Love Tales from the Crypt. Um, I love this movie a little less than all of those, but Piranha 3D. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, he directed Annabelle, so he 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 still got to come back to the Conjuring universe. <laughs> yeah, yep. Oh, any other thoughts on cinematography? Besides, it's just so good. It's got a good, clean look too. Like uh, it just like it's good quality all throughout, and like the the color is really nice. Like there's something about the color I like. It definitely has like the cinematography gives it some of that '70s feel too. Yeah, but not in the gritty, gross right. 70s film. Like the, Which is what the, I love. But <laughs> The movies you watch from the 70s, the film quality obviously is not great. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times it's grainy. This is digital. It's beautiful. It's perfect. But it still has like 
duller and muted colors. Yes. Give it that older feel without it looking rough. Totally. That's totally it is like the dull kind of like muted colors. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think the use of, of lighting was, I mean, they've had probably a very talented crew that was working on this, like, especially like the use of shadows, like when yeah. the girls are in like all the different bedroom scenes at night, mm-hmm. like the shadows are just like perfect. And I'm sure that that took forever to get them right. Um, but I feel like the shadows, I mean, just in any kind of horror movie, like the shadows always add, you know, like a great kind of like you know, presence and like suspense to them, but like, especially when they're in the bedroom, I think, like, right? So good. And totally. it's a fine line between good shadows and too much shadow where you can't see anything. Right. Yeah. This one yeah. is perfect. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Because their shadow can be way overdone. It yeah. can be. Yeah. Sometimes movies can be too dark, but you're right. I think the shadow work on this was excellent. Yeah. It was yeah. fantastic. Oh, right. Music. <sighs> As I said, composed by the actor who played Bathsheba. Uh, again, composed Malignant, The Conjuring, Insidious, uh, Tales of Halloween, Night of the Demons, blah, blah, blah. It's so good. Um, I love this lullaby themed score. It's very balletic almost. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. It's very pretty. Oh, what about you all? It's pretty, and um, there's some really, like, uh, suspenseful moments in the music that I appreciated a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there were some actual songs in it, too, yeah. that, again, were very, like, era-appropriate and, and fun to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, there's, like, uh, an, I wrote, like, piano keys, sour notes, and I liked it. <laughs> So there was a point with piano keys and I wrote sour notes and I was like, I like that. It's what like did you eerie. say for Black Christmas? It was unhinged. Oh, unhinged piano. Right. Yes. Unhinged. Yes. <laughs> piano right here. Yes. <laughs> the only reason I remember that is I was listening to our recording of that last night. So I'm like, unhinged piano. That's what it was. Yes. <laughs> the actual songs, you know, we had Time of the Season by the Zombies. We had Sleepwalk. Mm-hmm. This credit was really interesting. In the Room Where You Sleep, written by Ryan Gosling. Yes, that Ryan what? Gosling. What? Yeah. What? That's the one. I looked to make sure it was the same one. Yes. Wow. The one. Uh, performed by a band. Maybe it's his. I don't know. Um, Dead Man's Bones. What a name. <laughs> wow. That's an amazing name. It's the best name ever, right? <laughs> but... Yeah, so I have to mention that. I was like, wait, what? Wow, I had no idea. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dead Ryan, man's Ryan, bones. Ryan, Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Oh, what else are you capable of, Ryan Gosling, that we just didn't even know about? Oh, my God. Um, what do you guys think of our music? Anything else to add? I just think that, like, there's so many levels of, like, creep a pa- creep a patient yes <laughs> creep anticipation um and creep i like patient that- needs to be a new word yes patient yes yes um i love just the so many different sounds just like the breaking of like the glass when like the pictures came off the wall totally. like the creaking like there's so many things that like you know not so they weren't music but like the soundtrack because there's lots of quiet moments 
mm-hmm. throughout the movie but when the hair's like laughing or creaking or like the broken glass which why didn't it wake everybody up i was wondering right <laughs> you know they said the same thing at the amityville case how did no one wake up to those gunshots over yeah. and over again yeah but now they're saying the bodies are planted there New documentary, guys. Sorry. I just saw it last week. It's fresh in my brain. <laughs> now they're saying the bodies were moved and planted. Oh. <laughs> Twists. Twists. Twist galore. 40 years later, it's still twisting. Yes. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, no. What what documentary was it? What channel? It's a Tubi original. A Tubi original? Ooh. I didn't yes. even know Tubi did originals. Holy shit. Okay, cool. What's it called? Right. Yeah, it's something about Amityville. I don't remember. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna get on Tubi and fi- I did not know they did originals. What? All you have to do is look up Amityville and it'll come up. I'm sure. Let me look it up. Um, you know what kicked me onto it is I was watching Amityville Dollhouse. Okay. And it kicked me over to that. You know when it ended. Yeah, it was like if you liked this, check this out. Wow, I'm still just blown away that Tubi does originals. Like that makes me so happy. Is there anything Tubi can't do? Uh, you know, I was actually very, very pleased with it. Uh, some of their stuff is, um, mm, you know, that's how it goes with like originals, like on these different platforms. Some of them are like awesome, and some of them are like, eh. yeah, or subpar. Like they didn't hit their mark. Yeah. yeah, it's called the famously haunted Amityville. Ooh. All right, it's on the list. Yes. And this happened because this made this year. Um, they made it after, you know, dude died, but, but yeah, so it's fresh in my brain. <laughs> so I took us off track on that. Sorry about that. Uh, just another day. Summer's got murder on her mind. Always got murder <laughs> on my mind. <laughs> the, this is the first thing I ask Henry when he's watching something I'm not familiar with is like, is there, is there murder? Is yeah, there, is there killing? Is there slash? blood maybe a little bit? Is there slashing? Like, <laughs> just a little not, bit of it. If there's not, and it's not a Hallmark movie, I really don't have any interest. Dramas, <laughs> nah. <laughs> Crying, you know, biography, nah. <laughs> it's one or the other, syrupy sweet right. or murder. <laughs> Has to have that element. <laughs> It's, it's just so funny because I have such love for those two opposite sides of the spectrum. <laughs> I love it. Nice. Oh, my God. All righty. Um, moving right along to aging. I mean, it's a period piece, so that definitely helps. Yeah. I mean, it's it's obviously it's a new movie, you know, 2000s, but it's set in, a, in the past and they're really committed to the to to that you know because you have all those markers of the era but yeah it, it looks so good and clean that it's gonna just like consistently like look good from now on yes it's perfect it's almost the perfect movie for me as far as how it looks they yeah. nailed the 70s especially early 70s I mean, mm-hmm. and it's not a c- comedic version of it it's not exaggerated no no mm-mm. right yeah, very appropriate. The clothes, mm-hmm. the, the house, the technologies. Yeah, the characters themselves. I mean, it's Ed and Lorraine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, twist? No, that's not an idea. That's a twist. Mm-hmm. 
I wrote the house has roots to a Salem witch. Yeah. But that was about all I could, I had on twist other than like, Hey, there's a whole universe that's going to be connected to all of this. (laughs) But I, yeah, I don't know. That was the only twist that I had is the house has its roots to a Salem witch. Maybe the twist would be like, you know, they, they leave the house, but I mean, they can't get rid of the ghost. It just follows them and takes it right back. Mm-hmm. Just like that gum. Just yep. like the gum. <laughs> they said it. They warned them. You can't run away from this. Right? I don't know. But I, I like this. It's stuck. When I wrote <laughs> twists, I wrote down like happy ice cream moment. When, they, <laughs> when Ron Livingston was like, I'm going to go get the girls ice cream. And you're just like, Oh, okay. Like we might have this normal kind of moment, but they don't show it. That's when Carolyn's like, "I'm gonna go upstairs and take a nap," and that's when her first, yeah, prepossession happens. But I was like, "Oh, they're they're you know, it's a very like family oriented. Mm-hmm. Let's go get ice cream, <laughs> <laughs> like a normal moment thrown into the chaos." Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Carolyn is my spirit animal. I'm gonna go take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I live. Yes. Uh, pacing. I like it. It jumps right down in. Yeah. I thought it was set up well. I, I I never had like a lull kind of moment. There's a lot of like, there's like good development and stuff, but it doesn't get like over overbearing, you know? Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh-huh. Um, I thought the pacing worked really well, especially – Again, with the development in the beginning, because it'd be like, okay, here's something. Now we're just going to kind of like go back, you know, like it kind of wove in and out of like, you know, this is something creepy, but like now there's just the house and the family yeah. and like, but like jump right back to it. It was a good balance. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I agree. I, and this could have been very difficult to do. And I honestly don't think I could have done it any better is how they set up the who Ed and Lorraine is for those of the audience that don't know, because not everybody knows, especially younger people. Yeah, for sure. Right. So I really love the setup on their characters and their history and who they are and what they do and how important they are to the paranormal community. Yeah. Yeah. And then just that important development of family dynamics. Like Mm -hmm. I love like family dynamics and relationships in movies and horror movies. So I think, um, you know, again, because like you can relate to them. They're just like a normal family. They have real sibling dynamics, real parent dynamics. It could be the family of your friend. It could be your family, you know. So you have like you you relate to them um, because you get that good like relationship development and that like you know that makes you care about them that makes it a little bit scarier because it's like you know them so Mm -hmm. they did that really well absolutely absolutely the whole like they're unpacking yeah from you know the girl runs underneath the couch and then other girls asking where her you know wind chimes are Mm -hmm. and just like that they developed that and it's like just but still keeping with kind of like the tension of the house you know, like throughout like the different parts of like the character development, like really, I don't know. It made everything just like feel that much more authentic. Like that yeah. like, again, like you could be looking into like your neighbor. This could be anybody. Yeah. It could happen to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of believability. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It definitely does. Uh, 
scary rating. <laughs> <laughs> we are laughing. <laughs> Again, first time we heard that. <laughs> oh, Jesse, the wizard master over there. I know, I know, Jesse. Working his magic. Um, I mean, okay, I'm not, I'm not frightened because I don't know if I believe. I don't know if I'm a believer. You know, um, I think you have to be a believer to be afraid. I, I want to be a believer, but I'm a skeptic at the same time. I'm not a rude skeptic. I love the stories. I love hearing about them, but I'm also like, really? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a reporter. Like being a skeptic is just like who I am. I question every single thing. I'm always like, there's an explanation for pretty much everything, but um, I love the stories. I I yes. would love to be, you know, sometimes I'm like, maybe, maybe it's because I'm such a skeptic that I haven't had any experiences. Yeah. I know people who've told me their stories like with paranormal experiences. And I mean, I, I believe that they, I definitely believe they saw something, you know, right. Th th yeah. But, but you I mean, haven't had any firsthand experience. I so it's a little difficult. Right. So it's like, you know, maybe that's part of it is because I don't have like as much as I want my mind to be open to it. I, I maybe my mind isn't open enough to it that I'm just not going to have that kind of experience. But as far as the movie, I think like, you know, I, I wasn't scared, but they have moments of like tension and fear mm -hmm. that I thought were really good. The girl pointing to the corner and like seeing that thing in the corner, like her fear, I believe. Like, it gave me goosebumps. That yeah. scene. Like, yes. there's a minute it house. Yeah, it gave me goosebumps too. Yeah. So I do think that this movie did that really well with building like some real tension and suspense. Like the kids especially played that really well. I believe their fear a lot. Yeah. 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 I definitely agree with that. Uh Evelyn, have you had any paranormal experiences in your life? Some, but they weren't really like frightening growing up they were slightly frightening just growing up in yeah. new orleans like sure. the whole city i feel like you you feel just different there and you feel vibes of different things there was mm -hmm. this one museum in the french quarter and i believe it's closed now and it was called like the house of wax but it was more so it was i felt like it was more like a halloween type exhibit mm -hmm. type thing there um and they talked about a lot of the um, just crazy things that happened in in New Orleans, you know, with uh, with voodoo and different things mm -hmm. like that. So I've definitely been in places like that and could feel that like mm -hmm. shit went like kind of like Lorraine's like shit went down here. Kind of yeah, <laughs> so totally. Like, don't have anything like specific, like you know. But I definitely have lots of friends that are like, yeah, I'm pretty sure like in New Orleans, like my house is haunted. Like I've felt ghosts, seen ghosts, kind of thing, but. You know, and I feel like I believe them. Like, I was like, mm -hmm. this definitely happened to you because, you know, yeah. New Orleans has all kinds of crazy stuff going on and with its roots and history. So, yeah, I totally think I've seen a ghost before, but I wasn't frightened. It wasn't if if I saw a ghost, it wasn't a vicious experience. I was um, in a uh, when I first moved to Chicago, I was staying with a friend over in his condo and the elevator was always broken like it always broke so i'd have to take the stairways and there are no windows in the stairways none of the doors were open so it was completely like 
stillness as far as like no 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 possibility of something making a shadow right but i looked up in the wall and there was a shadow moving across the wall mm. i'm like oh okay i mean chicago rich in history lots yeah. of lots of murder uh yeah <laughs> so I, had a- I was just like okay but it was no like big deal i wasn't afraid yeah. or anything i had me a- alone I had a knock once that was pretty crazy. Um, I lived in this historic building with my best friend. It was a hotel back in the Wild West days. Um, So people probably were murdered there. Um, You know, (laughs) that was in kind of like almost like the red light kind of district area, if you will, back in the day in the Wild West. Lots of like prostitution, cowboys, stuff like that. And um, yeah, big wooden building. everything creaked you know if you walked down the hall you would hear it and a very small apartment so we're sitting right next to the door and there's a knock i know what a knock on the door sounds like it was a knock got up opened the door nobody there anywhere and i don't know how somebody would have knocked and where they would have hid just with with the way it's set up and um so we were like that was weird closed the door and immediately after i closed it knock 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 and open nobody. So I can't explain that. I mean, I know what an knock They're sounds like. They're waiting for an invitation was. to come in. I think so. <laughs> you didn't give it to them because you're not yeah. a dumb bitch like those people in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nope, nope. But we were, that was that was kind of weird. I mean, I can't. I, I can't acknowledge you. It. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Okay, close the door. <laughs> right. Yeah, like I want to be a believer. I totally think I saw a ghost, but I haven't had any negative experiences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't explain that. I can't explain right. it. Yeah. That was a fun little tangent we went on. Loved it. Loved it. No, but <laughs> yes. it's such a it's such an important part of this series is that kind of belief into this kind of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so let's talk about our story on this one. Um I obviously this was based loosely on a real thing. Um, I would love to know how James Wan picked this case because apparently they had over 10,000 case studies in their lifetime. Wow. Did. So, so right. So what made this one stand out? I would love, love, love to know. Um, I did watch uh, an interview with the real Andrea Piron. Okay. Uh, um, she wrote a book um, as well, but she says that they toned everything way down way down for this movie way, way down compared to what actually happened also she said no exorcism actually happened that was fiction for okay for movie sake okay um the mother was not possessed in any way shape or form but she was attacked over and over again by the by the ghosts demons whatever mm-hmm. um in the movie the dog would not come into the house andrea says that's true the dog would not come in okay to the house Dogs have senses. Dogs have yeah. senses. Mm-hmm. They can um, feel it. Yeah. She did omit some things from her book, such as she ne- did not mention that the dog was killed, but she said that that did actually happen, and she has no idea how they figured that out because she didn't share that information. And maybe they were trying to be creative. But she goes, no, that happened, and it was so heartbreaking. I didn't want to like talk about it in the book. So, Aww. well, that's like a common. I feel like that's a pretty common like haunting motif too. Is like the dog senses the energy, and something happens to the dog. Dog dies, or the dog disappears. So yeah. they might have just been like 
going through kind of the haunting uh, pad of tricks, you know, and they're like, dog. yep, got to have the dog die. Yeah. We're adding this element. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, I mean, it's, it's such a good story in the fact that the people were the actual people were involved in somewhat some of the film process was makes it more for me good to me yeah it like gives it a little bit of legitimacy to having mm -hmm. like those people involved yeah like it is a movie it is partly fiction because they got to yeah. make it better um i did also hear that this whole thing the whole the whole haunting took place over many 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 years wow not just a few weeks they had to speed that up obviously but it was a slow process and it it was a tedious process and it it lasted a very long time. Oh, my gosh. But all their money was sunk into the home, so they couldn't move. Right. Wow. Right? I heard that the family, not the mom, but, like, the girls actually went to set. Wow. Yeah. But the mom didn't want to go. I can so, see that. And apparently, so from what I was, I don't know if this was on IMDb or I was just, like, being, like, you know, based on a true story. But apparently, like, the, the youngest... It, well, April I think was like something bad's gonna happen today kind of thing mm -hmm. like while they were on set and apparently in Atlanta the mother fell and broke her hip and the same day there was like fires at like the, the cruise hotel oh wow. wow so it was like something bad did happen that day you know like two things but yeah. uh, I just think this you know they the girls said that the way that the the house was like set decorated just like they nailed it like it was just like yeah. this wow. looks like our house like yeah it was almost like an eerie kind of like feeling like almost like they felt kind of like that they were back there right? i bet i bet that was like really wild to be on set and be like wow this is based on what happened to me and i feel like i'm there yes yeah. and it looks like my home crap yeah. uh, i want to go somewhere else <laughs> please totally now please <laughs> i don't want to be here anymore i don't like it great job guys but uh, yeah I'm, I'm done for the day it's <laughs> like i'm not gonna watch it i leave it <laughs> yeah i don't need to watch it <laughs> i already yeah. did it i already did this been there done that been there yeah <laughs> but i love how this story brings like the whole like haunted house and then kind of meets like exorcist but also like mm -hmm. with the annabelle doll kind of like chucky-ish like yeah classic elements like but with like flared because it's not just like one dead spirit and ghost it was like the witch the, like the little boy like mm -hmm. you know the maid like there were so many different things that like happened on that property that it's yeah. not just like one spirit that they're like you know, yes, the, the the witch is like the main one, but like there's more elements yeah. to it. It's like brings another different dimension to like what's going on. Like, you know, it might not always be the same spirit that's kind of like whispering or doing, you know, mm -hmm. different things to the girls. Like, yeah, and I think that like creates a great story just because it's not like one dimensional. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in, in the real the real location eight generations of families lived and died in that house before the Pierons moved in. That's like hundreds of years. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be some lingering energy left behind. In a sense, I think all houses are haunted. It might not be in, in a straightforward, you know, 
um, translation of that. Like I, it might not be like a physical spirit that you see, but I think like all, ho all, all houses yeah. are haunted by the, the, the past, you know, all houses carry this like history, this whole other history, these whole other lives that we know nothing about. Mm -hmm. So in a metaphorical sense, I actually think all houses are haunted um, oh, just sure. by the fact that lives were lived there, you know, um, whole, yeah. whole relationships developed there. Mm -hmm. So many things happened there before we were there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we're all energy. I've been listening yeah. to, um, as I told Jamie, I've been listening to Dee Wallace's mm -hmm. show. Which is great. It's, I mean, it's inspiring. It's good. It's, um, it's about basically taking charge of your, your mind and your actions and creating the destiny you want by stopping so damn negative, which is what yeah. I think everybody has issues with. Um, I know I do. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she, I mean, she says we're all energy. It's yep. what we are. And that energy has to go somewhere yep. when you die. Yeah. So. so I definitely believe in that. I definitely believe in energy lingering and energy like just continuing to glow bright, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I do believe in energy. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Same. Yep. All right. Overall movie rating. And the winner is. So this isn't my most favorite type of movie. I really love the slashers, obviously, a little more like upbeat and thrilling. But as far as the type of movie that this is, I think it's a perfect movie. Yeah. And how, how it's set and filmed and everything about it is pretty perfect. I'm giving this um, an eight for sure. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, mine's pretty close by. I give it a seven. Um I do really like I do really like haunting movies and supernatural stuff. It's mm -hmm. um but uh yeah, for me it's not like it's not like my favorite favorite movie. I would say it's one of my favorites of this universe for sure. I really like like the conjuring kind of stories of the universe. Mm -hmm. Um I have mixed feelings about the last one. I didn't like that one quite as much, the new newer conjuring one. Um, but yeah, it gets a solid seven from me. And I think I'll actually throw in, um, a pair of clapping hands too. <laughs> so a seven and a pair of clapping hands. The newer conjuring was such a downer. It was a downer. It was like so the one that just came out. Yeah. It was so depressing. I haven't seen it yet. Like it's good, but it's depressing as fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, wow, this is not, this does not make me feel good at all. <laughs> so well, it did yeah. come out i'm sure it was filmed in 2021 it comes out in 2020 so you know yeah yep 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 uh what about you uh evelyn i gave it seven dolls seven uh, dolls yeah. solid yeah. um i i definitely think that you know there are parts that could have been scarier but like like you said like it's it's pretty solid and perfect you know for the most part there were some inconsistency little tiny things but all like i think that you know with like the tension suspense and the um just it it all tied together so well mm -hmm. um and even kind of like going into like the exorcism like all of that like it just i i really enjoyed this movie like and i'm uh you know I'm glad that it spun off a whole nother, you know, series, like a universe of right. movies. Yeah. Um, 
So I definitely feel like this is like one of the best out of the series. Same. Yeah. I can't pick a favorite. I guess maybe it's this one. I really like part two as well. Um, yeah, part two is good. I liked it. Uh, Henry took me to the theater for that one, even though he had zero interest in seeing it. So that's real love right there. Um, yeah. So I like part two an awful lot. Uh, oh, to see that real house. Also, it's very good oh, yeah. reason to go visit Scotland and England again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to go make my way into that region again. Very can't think of a better reason to go see that house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a perfect haunting movie for me. You know, but it's not my favorite genre of horror, but it's for what it is, I think it's it's perfectly well done. Yeah, it's probably not my favorite haunting movie of all time, but I think it I think it's a really, really solid mm-hmm. haunting movie. And I do like haunting movies a lot. Yeah. Already. It's that, that creep of patient. Yes. <laughs> it's full of creep of patient. Yeah. <laughs> we need to bring that word, make it happen. Yes. yes. It's, an, it's my new word. It's yes. my new word of the word of the month. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to use it now yes, from now are. on just so you know you have my permission yes <laughs> trademark evelyn yes <laughs> all right <clears throat> i have fun facts that's the fact jack that's the fact jack lots of facts on this one obviously because i uh, i have a lot i have a lot of history on this one so i narrowed it down um some of this stuff came from the internet so again not sure they say that when this was shown in the Philippines, some of the cinemas hired Catholic priests to bless the viewers. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> That's one of the internet facts. I'm like, really? That's fun. <laughs> uh, this film contains no sex or nudity, very little profanity, bloodless violence, Mm-hmm. A very few depictions of alcohol, no smoking, and yet it received an R rating for scare factor. Which is so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they struggled with the ratings board on this one. And it's like, why? Yeah, I know. It really has like, a, I think it could easily be a PG-13. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Poltergeist got PG. Come on, guys. Yeah, really? I know. Yeah. And Poltergeist has that gnarly ass face scene. You know what yeah. I mean? Which I think is great. I'm glad that that was PG and they're like, bring the whole family. I'm like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. It's the one scene that traumatized me. Everyone is traumatized by the clown scene. No, it's the ripping of the face that got me in my whole life. it's beautiful. God. But yeah, I just love that that was like considered family fun because Poltergeist (laughs) is such a family friendly, you know, movie. But this gets an R. (laughs) I know. And I'm like, come on. Coddled little babies. Get it together. (laughs) You're not going to do well in this cruel world. I know. know. Uh, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farminga both traveled to Connecticut to meet with Lorraine Warren prior to filming. Cool. Oh, that's awesome because she's she's passed away since then, right? Yeah. Yes. Recent, semi recently. A couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Ed passed much longer ago, but Lorraine is is fairly recent. Um, Yeah. That's amazing that they got to go like, yeah, do research like on, you know. I think and that's it's amazing a- for her too. Amazing yeah. for Lorraine too that she right. got to kind of be a part of that. Yeah. yeah, I think it's important in this type of movie that you talk that you 
find out about the real events. Yeah, absolutely. So you can portray the person like, yeah. you know, authentically. Yeah, totally. I'm glad she got that opportunity to meet her um, before it was too late. Me too. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Vera's, Vera's very glad too. I'm sure yeah. that was like a really amazing, cool moment. Yeah. To be able to meet the person that you're portraying, you know, mm-hmm. and then continue to betray like you know more roles. Yeah, you know, you probably could think back and be like, I'm gonna deep into like my memory about like conversations mm-hmm. she had. And be like, this is how she might have really acted. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. if she hadn't met her, she would have never known. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, state of Rhode Island does not require home sellers to disclose documentation of the house's history, such as criminal activity, to potential buyers. Oh. So, I wonder there's how many that. Other states. That's that's kind of crazy. So you better do your research. My point mm-hmm. is, if you're buying in Rhode Island, <laughs> on what you're buying, <laughs> um, could be a murder house. Exactly. <laughs> the production team built a 50 foot tall tree for this film. So that nice. is that the big tree that yeah. the witch was hung from? Right. Wow. Fake tree. Uh, how expensive was that? Dying to know. <laughs> Probably a lot, but probably not as maybe not as much as you think. I mean, yeah, some of those like art and props people are pretty good with like, you know, making it work with what they have and be like, well, it's gonna look better on film anyway. Right? Yeah, you would know, Evelyn. You're a behind the scenes girl yourself. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's why you're a valuable person to have on this. (laughs) Yes. Um, this case took place in 1973 and 1974. Just so you guys know. Um, so. I heard Andrea talk about this one. Um, in the original case, Ed and Lorraine Warren were kicked out of the house because they were not able to help. Oh, wow. <laughs> in fact, Andrea said that made it worse. Oh, <laughs> they like <laughs> stirred everything up. <laughs> yes, and then couldn't fix it. Stirred it up even more than it already was stirred. Yeah. Um, well, that, I guess that's why they had to add the exorcism part of the movie. So yeah. like, we got to make it seem like they helped. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> They couldn't help. Made for a good movie, but they're yeah, they're exactly. not miracle workers. But you know, they made it worse. <laughs> uh, they the production scouted numerous farmhouses around the Cape Fear region of the southeastern um, North Carolina area until they found the house that they used, which was in Black River, uh, in Pender County. <laughs> And the exteriors were all a real house. Beautiful house. Oh, yeah. Interiors were all a set. Uh, Andrea, I did hear that because that was filmed, what, in L.A.? Uh, no, North Carolina. North Carolina? Uh, studios in North Carolina. Nice. Um, I think that's where I know what you did last summer was filmed, too. Cool. I know what you did last summer was filmed in a real town in east i can't remember where it was though um I recently listened to y'all's uh, podcast on that with clark that was great our clark that was a fun one. Yeah, mm-hmm. love, we love clark i saw um, it in the theater that was great oh man oh. <laughs> i feel so old when i think about things like that i'm like oh, same man. same <laughs> jamie's the youngster over here she goes i was barely born <laughs> <laughs> um andrea Piron's book is titled House of Darkness, House of Light, if you guys want to check it out. Cool. Yeah. Uh, as Evelyn said, the crew built the house to look pretty much exactly like the real home on the inside. 
Now here's where Hollywood took over. The real Bathsheba was suspected of witchcraft and killing an infant child, but her name was legally cleared and found not oh. guilty in a court of law. And she died of natural causes in 1885, not by hanging herself but in the tree. Yes. And she's in buried and she is buried in Harrisville, Rhode Island, if anyone wants to go see that. So those are my fun facts. Cleared, <laughs> cleared. That sounds suspicious. Like yes. <laughs> maybe she had something to do with the fact that, you know, her name was cleared. Like Yes. The, yes. Yes. Very suspicious. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, it's like you do you want to be the next one to be cursed? Yeah. <laughs> then let's like clear this situation, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> you wanna clear it up for me? <laughs> Wouldn't want anything bad to happen to you. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> strange things already been happening. <laughs> <sighs> okay. This is a great movie. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Yes. Love it. A great story. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, it's time to move on to shout outs. First and foremost, we have to shout out our returning guest, Evelyn. Yay. Yay. Big yay. We oh. love you. I can't believe it's been so long. It feels like yesterday. I know. I know. Was it January we filmed? Yeah, because they came out I in February. So, so mm -hmm. it had to be January. It was after the holidays. That was a long time ago, guys. It's October now. How did that Whoa. happen? That whole like, half year just passed. And so Whoa. busy, like with, with like movies and TV shows and commercials, yeah. like so much. Well, I'm glad yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good to be working. Totally. It's good to be working in the industry that you love too. So that's good. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Um, next we have to shout out our Patreons, Daryl. And John. And there was much rejoicing. <laughs> Our Patreons believe in us every single week. <laughs> we almost had a remix. <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> we did almost have a remix. I just listened to our Halloween part three episode when that that horn went off I know. <laughs> like on repeat for like five seconds. It was great. I know. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> happened again it's the ghosts they're taking over <laughs> yes oh yeah oh, Daryl and John thank you for believing in us every week we love you also to the rest of our listeners who keep us going and give us feedback we love you as well you guys are awesome yeah we have to shout out Clark our artist who creates gold I mean our whole Halloween series of title cards were fire they were so good. They were so good. Our Night of the Demons one with Billy Allen. Did you see that? Yes. No, every time I see something that he said, I'll just, it makes me want some of his art even more. Yes. I know. So I, like I've said, I want to wallpaper my house in Clark art. Just <laughs> wallpaper it. Just floor to ceiling. Clark art. Yes. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, our author. David O'Hanlon, who is making a Dolls of Horror novel for us. What? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Exciting. Okay, so let me tell you how good David is. David has never met Henry, ever. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, Jesse met him briefly. Jamie's never met him. Right? Yeah. So, 
most of the people in this room haven't don't know him very well. And he said, I want to add put Henry in as like a little cameo to the story. And here's what I'm thinking. And he gives me like a scene and some dialogue. It is 100% Henry and is 100% our relationship. We we had these co- we've actually had this conversation before. Wow. That he gave me, but referring to like a different whatever. But these things were said. And I was like, how did you know? <laughs> he, he captured us perfectly. That's how talented David is. Oh, I'm wow. so excited. Yeah. And he's like, we don't have to put it in. Let me know what you think. Because he didn't know if I wanted to bring Henry into it or not. I'm like, oh, keep it. Because this is fact. Oh, my gosh. Fact. I'm so excited. It's so good. I'll screenshot it to you guys and send it to you. Because it, so cool. it was it was, us. I was like, this has happened. We've said these things. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, we have to bring on our wonderful producer, Jesse. Hello. Hey, the wizard master. (laughs) Yes. Um, I was going to say, um, I don't know why my my, um, technology likes to get haunted every now and then and play (laughs) random things that I'm not trying to play, but I assure you that's not intended. And the other thing, too, I wanted to point out, like... Jamie, you said like one of the props that you wanted was the doll, or or was was it you or Summer? One of you, one of you wanted the doll. Summer wanted the doll, right? Of course, Summer wanted the doll. Why why did I get that wrong? Of course, I knew that it was Summer wanted the doll. Duh. Um, right? Okay. Well, there's a there's Hello. a there's a memory lapse. Do you know me at all? My point is that I saw that doll when I was grabbing lines, and the first thing I wanted to do was throw it into a fire. So the fact that you wanted that doll is just. That's just hilarious to me. That's so, funny. you know, Henry told me for years I could not have the Dead Silence Clown until my birthday <laughs> last year when he forgot about my birthday last year. And that was a nice idea he had. In in a panic, never gonna happen. In a panic, he said, "What do you want?" And I took my opportunity and I said, "I want this." And he's like, "Fuck." Um, he's told me over and over again, "I'm not bringing that ugly ass doll home from at conventions when we see her replicas of her and stuff." So I'm just waiting for my chance. Just waiting for your opportunity. <laughs> well, it'll happen. Hey, you know, if 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 it makes you happy to have that like nightmare fuel in your home 24 seven, that's totally your prerogative. It's just just keep it away. I mean, from I me. realize, Jesse, you've never been to my apartment, but yes, that's one. That's what it is now. <laughs> It's a haven for nightmare fuel. Got it. <laughs> I totally understand. This is this is the the living room as it stands now. That that is what yeah. it is. So, well, I'm 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 glad you can make it work. And you know, thanks as always for the opportunity, and thanks to all of you listeners out there for all of your tremendous support. And just to point out that all of our dolls of horror goodness can be found at thedollsofhorror.com, including episodes, interviews, merchandise, and even more. You can follow us on the social medias on Facebook and Instagram. At the Dolls of Horror and Twitter at Just Dolls of Horror. And if you want to reach out, say hi, give some feedback, or even some movie suggestions, you can do so at the Dolls of Horror at Yahoo.com. And if you're willing and able to help support the show so that it can keep growing, 
please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash the dolls of horror, where you can access upwards of four or five unaired episodes at any given time. And in addition, you'll get a free dolls of horror t-shirt and become eligible to participate in our live stream killer trivia duels, where you can win even more dolls of horror merchandise, all of which you can check out yourself on our website or simply follow the link in the description. Thank you, Jesse. Thanks, Jesse. You know what would be great is to have Evelyn and Lee on a live stream at the same time. Like, that's just a bunch of trouble right there. In the, in the best way. Sounds <laughs> That'd be so amazing. fun. We need to have a trivia duel. Well, Lee, Lee can Lee be with one of us, and Evelyn <laughs> would be with the other one. <laughs> I love it. Let's do that. Do it. <laughs> Me and Lee have talked about this. We're like, we need to pitch a movie to y'all. Yeah, ah! like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing, man. <laughs> I love that. This is what we're doing. Ghoul time. Ghoul time, my ghoul friends. <laughs> yes. Okay, guys, it is almost Christmas season. Christmas season starts next week. Mm-hmm. We are about to start our Christmas series. I'm sorry, next week. Next week is Blood Rage. Next week is Blood Rage with Lee, by the way. So yes. the week after Blood Rage, it's Christmas season. My bad. Um, <clears throat> we finally got our Christmas lineup. Okay. If, if everything goes according to plan, we are going to do To All a Good Night from 1980, directed by David Hess of Last House on the Left. We're going to do Red Christmas, starring Dee Wallace. That's an Australian independent horror movie. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we are going to do Black Christmas, the original. Yeah. Because Jamie wasn't around the first time we did it. And And it's like one of my favorite movies ever, so. Right. So we could not leave her out of that one. And the last movie, and these are in no particular order, so when I say the last, it could actually be the first or second or third. Secret Santa, 2018, mm -hmm. directed by Adam Marcus. Dude, this is one of the best recent Christmas horror movies I have seen. In fact, I think this is one of the best recent horror movies I have seen. I'm so excited to see it. I'm so excited. Um, Love Adam. So, yeah. I'm so excited. Um, I can't wait. Jesse, you would really love this movie. I'm just saying. Um, I love this movie because I don't like family, and so it's perfect for me. I mean, it's really good. It's I was like, wow. I I laughed so hard. I've already done my homework on it. <laughs> and pages epic lines, and it's just so funny. I have no idea how I'm going to pick an epic line. No clue. <laughs> Just, I'm excited. They're too good. So I'm I'm so excited for Secret Santa. And it's so, so great. Anyway, it's going to be a great, great holiday season. So make sure you stick yes, around yes. for all that good stuff. Um, Evelyn, do you have anything you want to shout out? Anybody you want to shout out? Projects you're working on that you want to talk about? Um, or can talk I'm not about? allowed to talk about a lot of projects I'm working on. Uh, NDA reasons. Anything but, that's come um, out recently see... that you can talk about? Mm, not really. They're still in post. Got it. Production stuff. Uh, I did work with Billy though on a documentary recently. Jealous. So that was really cool, and I have a lot of like the '70s clothes from it. So that's. Per- 
Nice. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I'm yeah. jealous you got some Billy time. Yeah. I and know. then I um, also worked on, I can't, I guess I can say the name of it. It's called Killer Instinct. Uh, it's nice. Like an independent, like, horror film thriller kind of thing uh, that I worked on this summer. And we're supposed to do, like, more reshoots soon so i'm excited about that that was like most of june for me um that was a lot of fun um but i did want to shout out um my best friend's uh jewelry uh she makes really cool earrings like she she did these awesome like guillotines she does like horror (sighs) stuff she does like animal crossing like video game stuff like all kinds it's called pastel wear at pastel Pastel Wear. wear on instagram and she has a laser cutter and she cuts these amazing earrings like i i usually have some on but i don't but she always gives me like prototypes and stuff but her stuff is amazing check it out she has a you know an etsy and um she's just amazing oh so cool i can't find it on instagram is it at pastel wear pastel wear we'll link it in the show notes for sure awesome oh she'll love that Yes. Does she take custom orders or does she just pretty much do it? She has before, yes. Um, She just got finished. Um, If this had come out earlier, I would also say Monster Market because, well, it's actually only for like one more day till Halloween at midnight, but it's like a creepy, spooky, like pop up uh, thing my friend Lauren does. And Kelly had a bunch of earrings in that. And uh, I don't know. Y'all should both check it out. It's like online called Monster Market. Um, it used to just be like a pop-up in Memphis, but like the past few years it's gone virtual. So it's like opened nice. up to the whole country. Oh, so, I definitely have to check that out. Monster yeah. Market. Monster Market. Yeah. Awesome. It's so cool. Found like, there's it. so many art, different artists and like there's, you know, drawings and like t-shirts and like just, you know, lots of really cool creepy things. So awesome. awesome. So I, found- <laughs> um, I was spelling it wrong. I was spelling it W-E-A-R. It is pastel W A R E. Yes. Yep. I'm following now too, and it's awesome. Thank yeah. you. She she's has gonna give me Sonic the, earrings. They're so fun. Yeah, she's gonna give me some of the the Johnny earrings she made, like for the shining. So ah, Sonic the Hedgehog, Reese's peanut butter cups. Great. Now I'm hungry. Yes. <laughs> and the pumpkin pie ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little bats. Ooh, that cat's cool oh she's beautiful too is this her yeah yeah she has pink hair yeah oh she's stunning she's a hottie her. Yeah. we gotta have her on yes <laughs> new cool friend yes kelly's awesome terrific well go check out pastel Ware, w-a-r-e also pastelware.com is the website i saw that listed Okay, guys. Well, Evelyn, thank you so much for coming. Oh, and thank you guys with us doing this conjuring. Me. Can't wait to have you back. It's going to be yeah. so much fun. Totally. Oh my god! And it's great because you and Lee are going to be on back to back. This was not planned this way. It just happened this way, so it's perfect. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Lovely. Shout out to Lee. Love shout out to Lee. And shout out to Billy who gave me the intro to you. Yeah. Me the intro to Lee. One big family. Thanks, Billy. Yes. Yeah, Billy yes. Worley. He's our man. Such a great person. Such a good person. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on The Conjuring. I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And I'm Evelyn. And you have been listening to The Dolls of Horror. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.
This has been a presentation of the Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the Dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at the Dolls of Horror or on Twitter at Dolls of Horror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Dramas, nah. <laughs> Biography, nah. <laughs> it's one or the other, syrupy sweet or murder. Yeah, I like the music box moments. Jamie, hallway delight. Hallway delight. I wrote it down. <laughs> you broke up with her on a post-it note, and she's all like, "He broke up with me on a post-it." And it's like, man, come on, Ron Livingston. Yeah, who does that? <laughs> yeah. And Poltergeist has that gnarly ass face scene. You know what yes. I mean? Ooh. Which I think is great. I'm glad that that was PG and they're like, bring the whole family. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't want anything bad to happen to you. Woo. <laughs>